Yes. Okay. I think I lost all of my, I, like, my first hour of this episode. I'll stop that. Oh, no, no. No. <laughs> um, no, it's fine. You recopied. Good. You starting again? No. No, I, I had to restart my thing about three minutes ago, and I thought I'd lost the other one. But never mind. It's there. It's, it's fine. Hello, and welcome to episode 18? 19? 19, I think. No, wait, is it? I think it is. It's 19. We do. Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of the Justice League podcast. I'm Ricky, and recently we held a convention where I managed to embarrass Adam in front of all of the guests by asking him to come to the reception uh, desk over the tannoy that was announced throughout the whole building. Uh, yeah, the convention wasn't to embarrass me. It wasn't just like he brought a bunch of people along just to shame me. We were um we were very busy. We had our two we had our first two day convention and we had it in the Swansea Arena. It was a big success. We'll get onto that later on. But yeah, um I was trying to stop one of our uh, volunteers from <laughs> spending too much money on comic books, which sounds like a strange thing to say. And unfortunately, I couldn't do that because booming over the microphone. I'm sure he was actually just standing somewhere shouting. I don't think he had needed uh, mechanical assistance. <laughs> but Ricky said, can you come to the front desk, please, Adam? I need to speak to you or something along those lines. And we have a very, very, Ooh, very loud... Adam's in trouble. Exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> so I'm I'm in the middle of the hall, literally in the middle of the hall, standing at this, uh, this one of these vendors' uh, tables. And... Um, and we have a cosplay uh, organizer now, and she is very loud as well, which is good, because again, she's a lady who doesn't need a microphone. And um, she spots me, and she's like, there he is! And I was like, oh, <laughs> And uh, she goes, shame! And she's standing next to all of the <laughs> all of the voice actors, the TV stars, movie stars and things. And I'm like, okay, I've got to go back. I've got to go to speak to Ricky just to stay here. And as I walk along, people start parting like I've got the plague. <laughs> and she points at me and she goes, shame, move, what have you done? And then the guests start joining in. And everyone starts <laughs> laughing at me at one quarter of the, the main hall, starts pointing at me. And, go, and then Steve from Freaks Geeks, he's, uh, he's got a storm Started nearby. ringing a bell. Yeah, so he's like, ah. And everyone starts pointing at me. And then Adam's me. clothes all just magically fell yeah. off. And people start throwing <laughs> stones at me. But yeah, and everyone starts pointing at me, including kids. You know how embarrassing it is when kids start laughing at you at a convention? It's happened before. And then I run upstairs and I go, what is it? You've just embarrassed me in uh, front he, of... Oh, he didn't. He's making it sound as if he ran upstairs. He looked like a scolded child when he came walking towards me. He went, did you have to do it like that? Yeah, I said, I said, what do you want? I was just trying to stop. I was just trying to stop Ridian making a big mistake. And also, you've embarrassed me in front of like the qu- a quarter of the hall. I had James Payton laughing at me and, and Jonathan Keeble laughing at me. And, and he went, oh, I just need the receipts. And I was like, you could have said that over the tannoy because it made it sound like that we just had a lover's tiff. So I had to go back down onto the floor then. And then I walked down by where all the comics guests are. And they all jeered me. But I didn't sulk like Adam. I just laughed it off because they were like, oh, lover's tiff, is it? I went, No. <laughs> No, and I said I he's upstairs. Place. He's upstairs, poked in there because he's been told off. <laughs> <laughs> he 
So I just passed. No, the, I was passed the shim back onto. Yeah, him. I was more. I was just more concerned that uh, that our our little volunteer just spent. I think he spent like eighty or ninety quid on comics. But yeah, so he he was buying some comics that were worth a bit. More. Well, he was he bought. Um, the first two arcs of New 52 Batman. So, like, yeah. Some of those singles, too... though, were, like, 15 quid or so. And he could have probably got the whole trade for less. Not for the same price, actually. So, it's fine. He, I mean, it's getting him into comic books. So, yeah. I took a picture of the shelves in the comic shop to show him all the stuff he needs to pick up. So, next time we go in there, it'll probably be empty. He said the worst thing ever to a vendor as well. He said, uh, oh, don't worry. Money is no option. You can see the guy's guys go, ka-ching. <laughs> as he starts pulling out annuals yeah. and Adam's like yeah you don't need that. that that doesn't really add to the story but I saw him in the gamers on the weekend and he said he's really enjoying the run he's got up to the bit where spoilers for a 10 year old book yeah. <laughs> where uh, Dick Grayson finds out that he was supposed to be the next talent yeah I forgot about that actually that's that's retro spoiler uh, <laughs> is it it's like 2011, 2011 that was rebooted so yeah yeah it's mad to think that and I'm Tranta. <laughs> I didn't even say I'm Adam either. There we go, I'm Adam. <laughs> no, but all the, the whole hall knew about it. And he said, like, I went, oh, you've got to come here for whatever. I went, i done it like, no, the old Tesco ones, because it, it actually goes bing, bing, bing. And I went, can Adam... Did you, did you make the bing? I think he no, did. No, no. <laughs> and I, I went, uh, this is a staff announcement. Can Adam come to the ticket desk, please? Can Adam come to the ticket desk? Because I hadn't seen him in hours at that point, he so was I wasn't going to go look in for him. He an excuse to see me. He was all breathless. I was, I'd run up the stairs, but he was the one that was uh, looked like he was out of breath. <laughs> I walked 40 kilometres over three days, Adam, and I am very fat. That's, that's a Tuesday for me. <laughs> Do you want to talk any more about the convention? No. Because it looked like, obviously I wasn't there, but from the pictures and the feedback, it seems like it was a huge success. It was a very big success. I, um, we, for the first time ever, we, um, we normally with the, with the Brangwood Hall, as you know yourself, Trata, um, we like set up on the day. Like we have people, we might, we get a, we get the last few hours of the evening before, as long as the venue staff has cleared everything up to set up our tables, just to make sure the setup's right. We had all of Friday, the 8th, to set up, and it felt weird because we had the entire venue, we could wander around, we could work work out where things were, put up all the signage, and uh, even though we'd sold more tickets pre-show than we ever, ever sold before combined, it still felt like, oh, you know, is this going to work? Is it just going to be those tickets that we're going to see? And it felt empty on Friday because only a few vendors turned up, those ones that were coming from further afield and had more stuff to ship down. We had about half of them set up, yeah. I would reckon, But it felt just on the so... Friday. But they came throughout the day. And like you had some people like Peter Mags and his um and his girlfriend Ellen and they came in with their suitcase set up and were gone within like fifteen minutes yeah. and then other people were there for hours and but like for the most part it was like one vendor every couple every half hour or something mm, mm. yeah it was it was weird so like thankfully that we had that many people take us up on early setup because on the Saturday morning. We couldn't get the gates open yeah. when we were supposed to, so it became a mad rush Saturday morning to get everyone in and all set up before we opened but, it up um, and everything. But there was this bit where on Friday, because people were only coming in in drips and drabs, it just felt like it was, and they obviously they put the sheets over a lot of their pictures sometimes as well, so it just felt empty. 
and I couldn't shake that thing where I didn't have like I didn't have stress dreams or anything like Ricky does, but I was just like I had this niggling doubt that we would just be we'd just be like seventeen hundred people through the door or whatever, which would be still bigger than we normally used to. But I just thought over two days that would look paltry, especially with a bigger venue. And Saturday came along, and I ran upstairs for some reason to go to the front because the venues uh, the show floor is on the because Ricky needed to tell you off again. Yeah, exactly. Um, he just he didn't know what he was just making stuff up just so he could shout at me. But no, um, the so the entrance is on the first uh, second floor actually because the first floor is in the back of the uh, the building and uh, and I could see a few people loitering outside. A few of the a few of the uh, the attendees were waiting outside for the for the queue to start basically. And this was about an hour before, and I was like, okay, so there's a few of the ticket holders there pro- probably. And uh, and I went upstairs then about maybe half nine, so a half an hour before it set up, and genuinely the queue had zigzagged all the way through the lines that the security had set up, and it was going across the new bridge and into town, and I was like, awesome. wow, okay. Yeah, it, it was going over the tackle bridge right the way down to Iceland, so... It shouldn't have. We were, we were supposed to have uh, two queues, but the security had muddled that up a little bit. But that's something to learn for the next time. But yeah, genuinely, it was like, oh, and by, so the doors opened at 10. By half past 10, we were wading through people in the in the hall, trying to get to our guests to, uh, to like, panels and whatnot. And... Well, that, that's a good place to be. That's not a complaint. I was so, I think we were all, ru- normally at, like, the Brangwen Hall, there's a point where I am dizzy. I'm so worn out. And even though I was starving hungry at some points in the day, I was running on positive energy <laughs> all the way through the two days. Uh, positive energy and swollen feet. I had to go out to get um, some bits for one of the guests uh, around lunchtime and sheets for the painting thing that we were doing. And like just walking around Swansea and there was cosplayers everywhere. And I could hear people who didn't know about the con going, What's happening? Oh, and like it, it did. Being so much closer to town really did help. I spoke to a taxi it's... driver yesterday, not Saturday. I went into town Saturday to get shopping. So this is like two weeks later. I jump into the taxi to get uh, to get home, and the taxi driver's like, "What do you do?" And I just cash being proud of the show. I said, "Oh, I, you know, I'm a civil servant, but I, I did a show the other day." And he went, oh, you're the one with the people dressed up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that was our show. And he was like, oh, man, that was crazy. It was like they were everywhere because you're just sitting there waiting for his for his customers to turn up. And he was just seeing these people go by in costumes. And I was like, yeah, it was crazy, right? And he's like, oh, mental, never seen anything like it. Yeah, uh, we had over 4,000 people through the doors. That is, is like... That, is that both days? Across the two days, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we had about, according to security, about 2,600 through the doors on the Saturday. Our count was a bit less than that, but security were counting. I'm guessing we weren't counting like under fives and stuff yeah. like that because we don't charge them, so they don't get tickets. So I'm guessing they've got to keep an eye. I've got to count them for the head count. So the security guard told me there was over 2,600 through the doors on Saturday, and we know that we sold at least 1,800 tickets on the Sunday, which is bigger than what our old show was at its biggest mm. like we've never got close to that since the volcano really yeah. volcano we had 1500 people through the doors in on in that little tiny old iceland on the high street um and the then fir- the da- first yeah and the first show that was cool and then down the brangwin we had used it was anywhere between about 1300 and and 1500 coming through the doors yeah. but 
So like, yeah, it was nuts. It was absolutely it was nuts. So it was amazing. Well. Like the Sunday didn't feel like a Sunday in the show because, you know, we've done enough conventions behind the table to know what a Sunday usually feels like. And even the vendors were like, we we're expecting it to be a bit chill today. Yeah, and so were we. Really <laughs> we were hoping it was. There was, there was a spell. I mean, we ran an hour longer than normal on a Sunday. We ran till six. But genuinely, right up until about six o'clock, we still had loiterers. What you, you know, you, you those people who still want to grab something, but they don't really know, and they're just killing time. But I would say an hour before then, you still had a good solid crowd. I mean, you could you could see the floor at least for once. But it was a, there was a there was still a steady crowd up until maybe an hour before um, people started packing up, and it was just nice. It was I mean, it just never felt so good. That hour was when I did all of my shopping. Yeah. And accidentally bought books that I already owned. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and we uh, we had a good group of guests: uh, John Wagner, Stephanie Hans. Uh, I mean, comic book guests. So there was obviously voice actors as well, but the comic book guests really gelled. Stephanie Hans, John Wagner, uh, Dylan Teague, and Paddy, especially they were a little click. Joe Glass um, basically did his own thing because he was going back home to Cardiff. Simon, Simon, and Jason. Yeah. Uh, Steve Tanner was there. Our trading card guests were really surprising as well. They're they're a bit of a niche. We don't really know much about the trading card uh, thing. I I was the one that was um I would say moderate moderating. I wasn't really, but I was the one sitting in on the um the trading card panel. It was really interesting. Uh, so I got to learn something about that too. And then our guests and John Keeble, uh, voice and TV guests and whatnot. John Keeble and James Payton were really really nice. Mark Burrows. Mark Burrows, writer and um, critic, and then Jasper Ford. Ford, writer. He was. They were all lovely. So we were um, quite blessed, really. And usually we have a cup. We have at least a month off after the con, but we're already back to bloody planning straight off. We have to because it's just got that much bigger this year that we basically got to get right back into it and everything. So. Yeah, we're back busy with that. Uh, we can't announce anything yet, but watch this space. We've got dates in mind, but we've got a we want we want a, a few more confirmations from the venue before we actually say when and where. Well, when we know where, but um, we can only do the we can only do the Swansea Arena now because we just there's just nothing else in Swansea that will uh, that will do. Ricky, did you get any more sketches in your? Spider-Man villains book. I did not because I couldn't find it before going to the con. No, because Ooh. I moved back when I moved back home. I don't know where I put it. I thought I knew where it was, and when I looked, it's not there. So I've got to find that at some point in the before next year. Hmm. I didn't get any sketches this year. I went to go and get one, and Paddy. Oh well, I did get one of the ABC Warriors. Paddy gave me. Yeah. And then I was gonna get something off Paddy, but. He wouldn't because he was worried Kieran would get a tattooed to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a free Punisher sketch that he did. He wasn't happy with, and you said you can have this though. And uh, I don't know why he wasn't happy with it. He didn't like the ear, so he blacked it out. And I was like, I looked great. What? Sorry, what was it? A sketch of the Punisher? Just a headshot of the Punisher you had been drawing. I don't know if it was uh, for somebody else, a request or not, but no, it wasn't. He he just done a Punisher sketch, and he he offered me. Either the Punisher or the ABC Warrior, and I like the ABC Warrior more. So, and then that one went too I'd, because you weren't there. <laughs> yeah, I had a really nice. Um, I wanted Stephanie Hans to. Uh, me and both. Me and Ricky both picked up uh, the first trade 
separately, not not together. We haven't got we haven't shared a trade, but we both picked up a copy of uh, Die Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans's Die um, trade, and there's a um, I think it's at the end of chapter three. There's a nice little piece, a nice little panel of one of the characters, Ash. And I want Stephanie to sign it because there's a lot of black space. And I thought it'd be nice with a gold or silver pen. But she, there's a, um, a filler page on the right hand side, which is a chapter end page, and it's just a doodle she'd drawn of um, of one of her family's dogs. So she drew a picture there. I wasn't expect, I was just expecting her to sign it, but she did this fantastic brush pen really quickly. This uh, profile shot of the character Ash. And then proceeded to tell me about her family's dogs. And I was like, this is really interesting. And I'm like, I know I need to start a panel in a moment. But where do I stop? <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm definitely going to have to find my book for next year. I did, when I was trying to find it, I did find a book that um, I picked up at Thought Bubble a couple of years ago. For Joe Stickman. Mm. And I had nice, a, nice. I, like, I've got a lot of Joe Stickman in there. So I found that, but can't find my Spider-Man book. Should we get on to... So we've been meaning to talk about toys for the last, like, four episodes, but we ended up, like, things more important, like Batman and not talking about Spider-Man. <laughs> well, we can talk about that now. Me and Veronica have watched it, so... I think we've missed that boat now. <laughs> no. So um, it's weird because my mate... Uh, Chris, he watched us on the thing. He he had a table at the convention as well. And he said, I was listening to your podcast and you said, let's talk about Spider-Man. I was ready for you guys to go into depth on it. And then Adam turned around and goes, (laughs) I haven't listened to it. I haven't seen it yet. And he went, I was gutted. I was so waiting for you to talk about Spider-Man. We can talk about it later. We'll talk about that on the next one. So um, where do we want to start? You've probably seen... Recently, we've put up um, stories kind of hinting towards what we were going to talk... Well, not even hinting, flat out saying what we were going to talk about. Um, about whether you keep collectibles and toys in... I, I kept using collectibles because I know some people get a bit arsy about toys. No, those are, we're not talking about arse toys, though. We're, those aren't the type of toys. <laughs> no, because like... Oh, although we will be talking about adult yeah, toys. Do you, do you so... put those in your box or out? <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah it's like with Warhammer and stuff when I say oh I've got to play with my toy soldiers and like people who, are, who take who take the hobby seriously go they're not ties they're miniatures and, and it's like yeah Miniature so toys. that's why I kept saying collectibles but yeah we all call them toys right yeah. let's not let's not dance around it the toys they're de- a lot of them they're designed for kids doesn't mean you can't appreciate them yeah no. so straight off where do you guys stand on the whole in the box, out the box? This is going to be a very short conversation. Out of the box, damn it. Yeah? Is there any variation to that? Is there, not, like, exceptions? Not so far. I mean, I know there are some models, some sets that are built to be... I Yeah, but I mean, like, for no, you... No, not, not at the moment. I haven't encountered that... a, uh, an action figure, a toy, a model that I didn't want to take out of the packaging because I'm kind of tactile like that. I like to see how things move. I like to see how poseable they are. I would have said, before we put up the post, I would have immediately said, out of the box. But there is some variation with me. I do keep some things in boxes. Not not a lot. Like, I've got a couple of things that are still in boxes. Um, they tend to be more 
if it was a present kind of thing or like so like what give me an example okay what so you still got in the box i've still got the killer croc you give me in the croc in the box right yeah okay because like you give that to me it was like the whole thing about you getting that was quite fun as well because we challenged each other on basketball all day and oh, probably paid right, more yes, than the... Yeah, I, was, I, was, I knew the story. I couldn't remember what action figure uh, it was. We probably, between us, paid more than what the figure was worth. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because, <laughs> like, I I set the score. Mark broke the score. I went and broke the score. Mark broke my score. Then a kid broke both those scores, so that we both had to go in and break the score. <laughs> and like all day we just we were at a convention at a table in at a convention and the one of the guys behind that stall is a friend so he kept coming back and telling us oh so and so's broke new score or tell me Mark's broke new score and then tell Mark Ricky's <laughs> broke new score so by the yeah. end of the day <laughs> Mark had won and it was the Arkham City Killer Croc it's about Probably it's big. It's a bit of foot tall, isn't it? It's pretty big, yeah. He's a bit of a beast. So when Mark moved to Denmark, he gave it to me as a gift because he didn't want to pack it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that has stayed in the box on my shelf. It's next to two. Like I'm not a big pop guy, so like I've I've got a few Funko Pops. I've won a few in like tombolas, which are on like behind me on a shelf. Like, um, I got the Vulture, and I've got Prince that I won in, like, charity tombolas. And then I think I've bought three Pops. I I would have bought four if I'd seen the fourth one, but the three I've actually bought is the dude from Big Lebowski, Jay, and Silent Bob. So I've taken the dude out of the box, although he lived in the box for a long time. But Jay and Silent Bob stay in the box because I've got Jay signed by Jason Mewes. So I've got Silent Bob ready for Kevin Smith to sign at some point, And they'll stay in the box because of that. I think if things are signed before you've opened them, I think that's acceptable to keep in the box. But yeah, that that's kind of where I lie with it. It's like, like I would never get a comic slabbed. Hmm. No? No. Like reading them. That's what they exist for. Well, I've got some interesting points on this because I reached out to one of my friends who I know is a fan of toys and he likes comics and stuff. So I'm, I'm going to get into that as well because we start talking about comics. I'll, I'll, I'll find it now because it's pretty, it's pretty funny. I asked him, uh, you know, where does he stand on the, on the whole toys in the box or out the box and stuff. And, and he said uh, he's just gotten back into collecting toys and comics and stuff to the point where he has a goofy unboxing channel on YouTube now. So my friend, Dr. Von Hoot. Von, von Poot. Dr. Von, von Hoot. Hoot. Okay. Yes. Okay, so I've seen, when I've been checking our Justice League um, Instagram, been seeing posts from him of yeah. X-Men comics from when I first got back into comics. Yeah. <laughs> Which was pretty cool. I, I watched one of his... Um, one of his videos the other day and it was a mystery package unboxing so basically he orders stuff like online and just like forgets about it okay. basically when it arrives he just puts it to the side and forgets about it so he had this stack of, of packages and he didn't know what was in them so he was just like opening them and then like you know showing the camera and then like oh yeah i wonder what this is i have an idea and then he looks at it, he's like, oh it's moon knight issue three or whatever yeah, and it was, it, was, it was pretty entertaining. Anyway, 
he says in you know for for toys because he loves the packaging nearly as much as the toys so so like a lot of them he might keep in the box because he's a fan of the mm. packaging and he said he's literally had people get angry at him for not opening boxes of vintage toys but i think vintage toys if you buy them now and the, and you find one still in the mm. box i think that's fine to just keep it yeah. in the box yeah he says uh I'm going to keep on. He says he split 50-50. He thinks vintage should remain sealed in the box for historical sake. Sort of like preservation. But then but then modern ones should be cracked open and played with. <laughs> Which is like, it's, it's, it's a fair thing. It's a fair point. I think sometimes you, you know, um, the, most, most action figures and toys are presented in boxes. I, I've got, I'm just looking over to the right. I've got um, uh, a it's from Robocop vs. Terminator, the video game. Um, I've got Robocop with a grenade launcher and the ruby laser pistol. Um, and he's cel-shaded. He's painted. He looks, he looks kind of lazy lazy painted, but it, he's on fire. He's, act, he's actually see-through um, orange plastic. He's on fire, but the light, the paintwork on his body is to reflect that. It looks like lazy painting, but it's, pix, it's supposed to look big, pixelated. And just to kind of appreciate paintwork you have to take out of the box really you know and also to put the other gun in his hand as well like he, he goes on to tell me the story of this guy that he showed his his toys and he was just like fuming that they weren't open mm. right <laughs> and and he says uh he said toy story didn't help the mint in box historical aspect he said people people get very arsy if they take those movies too seriously right. and i was like ooh, how so and he, he goes on to say, it's, it's my impression that they didn't come to the outraged conclusion that an old toy wasn't free to fulfill its destiny without them. It presents the idea that toys are anthropological, and if you take that seriously, people can get really arsy. So basically what he means is people were taking Toy Story so seriously that they felt if the toy was kept in a box... It wasn't able to be played with, therefore wasn't fulfilling its destiny to make kids happy through playing. Yeah. Right? Which I thought is like, oh, okay. Kind of makes sense if you take it that seriously. <laughs> so we're all... Uh, uh, well, we're not, but if you're an adult who collects in the box, you're basically Al. Yes. <laughs> yeah, basically. But he, sa- he says he remember showing a guy some of his 90s X-Men toys that he had in his living room. And he got proper pissy about it. Um, <laughs> like it was morally wrong and depriving them of their destiny. <laughs> and this, he said this was like 2007 maybe, maybe earlier. And he said, the funny thing is, not like he was taking the play away from kids. It was about taking away the toy. Taking away the experience of being played with from the toy. <laughs> And I, and I was like, whoa, what? He's <laughs> like, it blew my mind. He just hated the idea of them being imprisoned on card on his shelf. Could be your friend's got some problems, though. I mean, you know. And then he says, fortunately for him, there was a literal earthquake and they fell off and split the huh. package in. <laughs> so I guess he won. <laughs> uh, me and Ricky have bought whatever you go on go on it's fine no i was just gonna say i collect vintage but loose with my um wrestling figures yeah yeah 
That's my description of Ricky too. I think I think that's okay because you're like buying them again, sort of thing. Yeah. So it started when I found part of my old collection, and I'm rebuilding and buying the ones that I couldn't get when I was a kid as well. So I, yeah. that's what I'm doing, and like I'm not even looking for condition. So like it's not about the condition of the toy as much as just having the collection again. Yeah. I guess there's a rule. Though. I mean, if it looked chewed as shit, then you wouldn't use it. I wouldn't buy it. Oh yeah, but... if it's been chewed by a dog, unless it was chewed by my <laughs> dog when I was a child, it's not coming in my collection. Yeah. But like my Ultimate Warrior's hand is missing because one of the dogs chewed it. But that's my <laughs> Ultimate Warrior toy from when I was a kid. So like it's different. But like I wouldn't buy it one with a chewed hand. Uh, one of the Bushwhackers' feet is missing, and I know when I broke that, I I. I like um, was playing with them out the back garden and it hit the fence and his foot came off, like half of his foot. And I've still got that toy. Um, it's it's there on the on the collection. He's got to stand up the back so that he can lean against the wall. <laughs> I just thought of a weird thing where people might actually buy action figures to keep the box and then throw the toy away. Like yeah, you can have the toy. I just like the box. Well, that's a whole other level. Yeah, we're gonna get into that but at some that's point. That's it. Like, if you um, if you got boxes of old like Star Wars toys, like if you had the Millennium Falcon box, you haven't got the actual toy. Mm. You could probably sell that box for like thirty, forty quid. Yeah, that's true. Because it it would make that toy that someone else has got worth much more money because you've now got a box as well. And that, but that's buy in for investment purposes. Like, I did ask Kieran about this, um, and he was like, because he likes Transformers, and he said if money was no object, he would buy three of each. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One in a box, one in vehicle mode, one in bot mode. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be, it's be done. It's got to be done. <laughs> but, like, because he hasn't got unlimited resources, he just, they don't the package. Because I'm surprised. Then... I think we were talking about that before. Yeah. I'm surprised that... Um... Hasbro don't put and other companies like that with interchangeable uh, vehicles or whatever that they don't sell two of each because you're still going to be boxing the amount but you just put one in bot mode one in vehicle mode you know when you think about it whenever you buy a transformer they're always in bot mode yeah but not well. everyone wants to buy two of each no no but you know the crazy collectors who want them in vehicle mode or bot mode yeah. or both would have the option so, like... that haven't opened the box there is the weird thing, like I've been watching more toy stuff, like especially since I got back into like picking up the wrestlers and stuff, and I've been watching some toy videos on YouTube, and like the weird thing about it is, I think we are the market now. Mm -hmm. So like no Marvel Legends, yeah. I think we are the market for that because that's why they release weird characters like Arcade and White Rabbit and people like that because. Obviously, they're going to release ba uh, Spider-Mans and Captain Americas and Iron Mans in almost every wave. Yeah. But it's like the like movie tie-in ones that are a price point at around about £10. They are the ones that are aimed at kids. That's why they look terrible. I've got a terrible Hulk on my Hulk shelf. You're saying that's the kids only the deserve event. terrible action figures? No, it's just that it, it's terrible as in like a display piece. But it, it's fine for a, like a toy to play with. And they're the ones that are aimed at kids, whereas the ones like the legends and and the stuff that you would buy from like a comic shop and stuff like that are more aimed at like adult collectors who want 
all of these random like villains and will buy the full set to get the builder figure yeah. and stuff like that. It's uh, like and then so like the whole oh you didn't I in the opportunity to be played with you're not really because <laughs> because I don't think they they are intended to be played with like you know Spider-Man these days comes with like six different hands so that you can pose him better. Mm. I was going to be sarcastic and go, nah, that's not actually Spider-Man. That's <laughs> that mutated Spider-Man. So like, yeah, and it's, it's so like there's that aspect to it now as well. And like, you know, I would suggest that Siege on Cybertron figures which are selling for stupid like sell brand new in toy shops for stupid money are for people like us rather than kids because you know they've gone back to gen 1 designs for a lot of the figures they of course i mean it's with with tv with advertisements i mean the first the first toy ever advertised on tv was mr potato head and since then they've realized the power of ad, advertising stuff i mean you know from the 50s onwards we've had i mean with the, especially with america you know with the boom uh, post war boom I mean, just disposable income, and it's just shot up, and it's from that from that moment onwards. The moment that you had a lot more. I know we get it's get it's get a bit deeper. You know, it is just a generational thing, isn't it? You know, it, it they they know what they're doing. Hasbro know what they're doing. Of course, they're selling most of this stuff to us, and the same with all the other ones. And it's just I mean, it, it makes sense, and it's it, you know it's not hurting anybody. Well, except for the planet, of course. You know, we're absolutely ruining it with all the plastic. But um, but I like my action figures too. Well, as long as as long as you just don't throw away your action figures, boom. Yeah, done. <laughs> I guess that's an argument for keeping the box and maybe keeping it in the box also. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the other thing is I do have a few that are displayed on shelves, but I do have the box. I like my solid snake is I've yeah. got the box for that. My Batman, my uh, play playoffs play Batman, Batman, I've still got the box for. Like they are some they 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 are kept ready for like no i i don't even intend to sell them but you know just in case it's just a really nice box i know I, what you mean i, I don't know i think I like i was talking them. to i was talking to dan about about these toys and he he also has like you know some high-end toys but he takes them out of the box he has them on his shelf displays them but he still has all the boxes hmm. and i was like ah, oh, i could do that i don't have the room <laughs> yeah i don't have the room well, I probably so, do, but they'd probably be under my stairs collecting dust and rotting away and mouldering, so kind of defeats the purpose. I um, I know I just take them out of the box now and I just just recycle the the packaging. But um, th- I've had I've had to reinforce my bookshelves. I've got my bookshelves are mostly comic book and movie and video game shelves. Actually, my book sh- book books are kept away uh, on my co- at my kitchen table, stacked, or in other parts of my house. Twice my bookshelves have collapsed, and once was due to Marvel Selects juggernauts. And I kid you not, it's a very big figure. It's as big as the some of the Hulks, and it's because it's juggernaut. It's even denser. And uh, at one point, I was sitting here, and I could hear a creaking noise, and I thought it was my neighbors above me because I'm on the ground floor flat. And I was like, "What is that noise?" And just as you know, when your brain goes, you know what it is. My bookshelf yeah. collapses. My bookshelves collapse. Sorry. Spilling things under the floor. My 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 juggernaut was the cause of it. I mean, it's not like it's not lead weight, but it was just heavy. That over time, it allowed the the bookshelves to bow slightly. And yeah, and it caused absolutely. an earthquake that caused Doug's sex men to fall off the shelf. Yeah, 
yeah, it, it caused my uh, caused my action figures to fall on the floor. Uh, my action figure to fall on the floor. And I was like, and the only other time that's ever happened was when I had a tin full of coins and I just kept on cramming ones and twos in there. And uh, that was a, that was a very heavy tin, so I was going to collapse a bookshelf. But uh, yeah, my juggernaut actually went through a couple of shelves. Okay, then. So, what do you guys actually collect? If it's like you're just getting randoms, what would you collect if space wasn't an issue? I know, I know exactly mine straight away. Go on. Hot Toys, 1987 Robocop. Oh, nice, nice. The the king of all toys for me would be the 1987. Google it, listeners. If you don't know what Hot Toys is, <laughs> it is hot shit. I am massively into Robocop, and that action figure is like they landsatted Peter Weller from 1987, and they put him in plastic form. I think there's even a die-cast version of it, too. <laughs> Not not hot, sexy, horny for toys at all, but that one. But if I was, it would be that one. <laughs> That'd be my adult sex toy. <laughs> Robocop would be my adult sex toy. <laughs> like, what? So you do something with it? No, I just stare at it and grunt. So is there, like, I know the answer to this because I've been to your place. Is there any rhyme or reason to what figures you actually own? Other than, ooh, I like that. No, that's just for me. No, it's just oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, that won't look. That won't fit in anywhere in my house. I'll take it. So yeah, I'm. I'm the same. Like, there's no specific toy line that I'm like. I've got to get this one. Mm. Got to have all of these. It's more. Do I like that character? Do I like that toy? Is it executed well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, probably the ones I've got most of is the the Disney toy box ones mm. because I just love the style. It, they're so like cartoony and. Yeah. and and toy like it's it's they're excellent they're like those infinity figurines but grown up yeah yeah well they were based off that weren't they were they i didn't know i really didn't know i yeah i'm sure i read somewhere that the the disney infinity game when that was like cancelled the style was like so good that they just they just made toys in that style it is they're they're just aesthetically pleasing aren't they they're just the right yeah. the right kind of but like i've got i don't know four or five of them that i've opened and i've still got like maybe three that I just haven't opened and there's no there's no reason I haven't opened them. It's just like when I bought them They're complete the way they are. Yeah, like when I when I got when I bought them I just got distracted by something when I got home. So I didn't get home, open it, pose it, see what it's like and stuff. And now I've just left them. Mm. What's worse, all my toys right now are double boxed. <laughs> because because I haven't sorted out my quote office my my <laughs> work room I, th I need a couple more shelves so everything is still in their box in a bigger box i'll get to it in the box room but like yeah I, li I like them i like um i have a few play arts toys i got superman and batman and i and i love them they're a great amount of detail i hate to admit they are still sat in the box right now but they have been out they're in the box because i was moving and stuff so but I've got like I've got like Transformers that are open. I've got I've got one Hot Toys that is still in the box because I haven't found a place for it yet. Which one? Captain America from the first Avenger. Oh yes, yeah, I remember seeing. In the costume yeah. that you used to wear? Uh no, no, it's a bit smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it only fits on a doll. Nice, so good. Um, I do have one one series I would collect really quickly: Batman Black and White. I just remembered. Oh yeah, those are good. It's a good. They're more like statues, isn't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
but it's just that I just realized because you get um, I do like the the DC figurines that uh, the DC figures that um, are in certain styles like Ricky got me the Supergirl Darwin Cook Supergirl which comes with um, Streaky and Crypto as well so I would probably collect I do like the idea of those but I wouldn't collect a whole series it'd be specifically a character on somebody's art but I would like to get the black and white I've also got like a bunch of like random things so. I found a couple of um, Hot Wheels, so I've got a Ninja Turtle party wagon. I've just left that in the box because it's just a little truck. Mm. And I've also got a Halo Red Warthog Hot Wheels, which I was like, oh, I'll keep that. Okay. I don't know why. I, like, It's not an investment buy or anything like that. But I've also got, um, you know, the, the Fisher-Price Little People. Yes, I know they do. Well. They do a line of them, and I found... I found on, uh, well, I guess it was the Fisher-Price website, but they've got a line, they've got, like, Kiss, they've got The Office, they've got uh, The Beatles. I did not know this. So I bought a, I bought an Ultimate Warrior and a Macho Man, Little People. I'm Googling it as we speak. And they're still in the box, because I can't let Buster have them, they're mine. They've got, Ricky, they've got Macho Man, Randy Savage, and The Ultimate Warrior, Fisher-Price, Little People figurines. Yep. Literally just said that. Oh, did you? And also, um, I was just sorry. I was just enamored. I was just googling these things. They got Lord of the Rings. They got He Man. Oh, they are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Run DMC. Uh, I did go through that spell where I, like, for me, you, you know, you guys know my main collections. I've got a Hulk, a Hulk shelf. Ricky, which is your favorite Hulk? Uh, Savage Hulk. Nice. It's a Marvel Diamond Select. Marvel Select is based on. The Mark Silvestri one, I think, from... Yeah, Mark Silvestri from the reboots. From one of the many reboots that I they did. I think it was 2011. When he's living with the Moloids. Uh, yeah, and he's taking baths in volcanoes. Yeah, I'll put up a photo of it, but... Yeah, that's probably my favourite. Hello, uh, I've got the House of M one, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, I've got a... I have actually got a Hulk in a box, because I've got a Marvel Select Red Hulk, which is open... And then I got a Marvel Legends Red Hulk. So because I already got a Red Hulk open, I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll leave the other one um, in the box. But like, I, I went through a phase where I was collecting like too many lines of everything and I tried to slim down my collection. So hmm. my main two things that I collect are Hulks and, and WWF Hasbros from when I was a kid. I've also got quite a few spider-man i uh i was recently reminded by my mum who was cleaning out the house uh i have a box of toys back at my mum's house all still in the box and there's n there's no pattern to them right because i've got a master chief series one from joyride toys from like the very first game right yeah i've also got series one master chief from the second game and the third game, and they're all like still in the box. I've actually got two of one of them. I think I bought one on eBay, and then I I, I found a, a better condition one. So I was like, oh well, I gotta get that as well. But then from Halo Four, I've got one. I'm looking at it, it's on my shelf now, opened, posed, love it, right? And I just like why, why do I why do I do this? <laughs> why do I spend all this money? But at the same time, at the same time, you, you can, <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't get rid of them. I did sell. I did sell quite a bit of my collection. No, when I moved back home, I was like, okay, I just haven't got the space for all of this. 
So like I yeah. went through and sold quite a bit. I sold all my Walking Dead figures. Oh, even the one that kept falling over. Hmm. Yeah. They all fall over eventually. <laughs> yeah. None of them stood up. They are adult toys that are meant to be kept in a box. Mm. Because I was going to yeah, get onto that. In even a moment, though they actually. come with loads of accessories, they their hands don't hold them. No, oh, that's the worst. And yeah, it was like I had to blue tack them onto the shelf, so they all went. I liked the. I was quite thin just because, not for any other reason, but like. Know those Spider-Men I sent you for Buster? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, like, fun little chunky ones. I like the look of them. I like the style of them. And it was ridiculous that you had karate Spider-Man and, <laughs> and, and like, construction worker Spider-Man and stuff like that. Um, I've still got a couple more if you guys want them. But... <laughs> they, like, they remind me of the old Ninja Turtles ones. Mm. Yeah. Where they would just, would just be ridiculous lines of, oh, this is clown Raphael. Yeah. <laughs> and I picked up those, and I got, like, well, I sent you guys about half of the collection, I think, for Buster. And then I had, like, just, I would do what Adam does, and, ooh, I really like that figure. And I picked, like, I got rid of a load of my X-Men line, uh, X-Men kind of figures. So, like, I had a Deadpool that I sold, and it was the grey one. So like the X Factor one, and I think I probably bought it because it was X Factor Deadpool. I got rid of a Bishop. I got I got rid of a load of figures, and then I trimmed it down so that I was only keeping Spider Man related figures and Hulk related figures at the time. And then it was like, oh well, I've got the set of the um turtles, the four turtles, Bebop and Rocksteady. I might as well keep them as well. <laughs> and then I've got like. A couple of random, like, well, I've got Solid Snake, I've got Scott Pilgrim, I've got Vamp from Metal Gear Solid 2. Hmm. Uh, but, like, yeah, my, my collection has been slimmed right down to try and focus on just those ones. I've actually got an empty shelf behind me now because... Um, what? Because... What, uh, what was on? Oh, well, my wrestling... I, I bought the wrestling ring, didn't I? And it doesn't, oh, fit, yeah. on, and it doesn't <laughs> fit on the shelf. So, the wrestling <laughs> shelf... Is now empty, and I don't know what to put there. Gonna have to buy some more toys, Ricky. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I've got some that or, are, like... Or buy doubles of what you already have. <laughs> no, I, I have actually got a couple of Marvel Selects that, when I was slimming down my collection, it was like, I do still really like this Thor figure. I'm not getting rid of it. Yeah. And I've got a couple of chunky boys that maybe could go there. I, I gotta I gotta say that uh when I got into the Hasbro's it did cross my mind that oh you know what I should start getting the um real ghost the Kenner real Ghostbusters from when I was a kid oh yeah <laughs> and then yeah. I was like no no I can't no. do that I yeah. I can't don't go down that road I can't go down that road uh, they did they did reissue them um I think Hasbro or whoever owns Kenner these days done a reissue of the line of the first few. And I was tempted to pick those up, just the reissue ones, because one, they won't be as expensive. Yeah. Um, and two, I could get the four Ghostbusters, Slimer, and Marshmallow Man, and I think I would be happy with that. Hmm. And I would probably keep them on mint on card then, because, you know, if I brought them out, I would then have to get the Ecto-1, and then I'd have <laughs> to get the Firehouse. And so, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay away from it. I'm going to keep my, like... I'm going to be an adult and be 
sensible and not get into that line. I've got I've got something to <laughs> I've got something that I can focus on. It's like with my comics. It's like how often I bloody well I used to buy when we were at cons. I would just randomly pick up comics and and I've had to trim down my collection so many times and then I started concentrating on Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. To to come back to um, Doctor Von Hoot, we talked more about comics, and he said he's recently fallen back in love with graded comics like the slabs. Okay, and he said which is essentially imprisoning them a step further than toys in packages. Yes, because that's it. Once they're in, once they're slabbed, that's it. They don't open. Yeah, it's the opposite of what we do with action figures, where we liberate them, but he's actually imprisoning them forever. Yeah. But he, but he said his his physical comics are more a piece of art to him than a book. Like with vintage toys, sort of thing. He he likes them for the preservation and historical art that they were designed for. Mm. And he says primarily he reads them digital. But it's it's that it's that thing where you you just need it. Mm. You know, you need it because this artwork is it's just super cool. I think you lose something in the digital representation. There's something about having a tactile piece of of art in your hand like i was saying about the uh, earlier on with the signed cover of a signed piece of a signed page uh from the die trade um there's something different you can't it's like it's like seeing a painting in a book as opposed to seeing it in a in a museum you know obviously it's more accessible comic books are more accessible than than a piece in a in a gallery and i don't know there's nothing wrong with the digital version of something but um but also yeah. you can still read the comic that's the benefit actually i think you can you can, I think you read the comic books and thumb through the comic books, and yeah, they may degrade, but if you're just reading it for the art, you've got the actual art there. I the, Now, with today's digital age, you can always see that piece of work in its truest form, I guess, its cleanest form, digitally. Yeah. But I would say read the comics. Yeah. Well, I, I can get it, because like um, when I was taking photos the other day of my comics, when I was sorting them to you guys, and it's like, I don't really pull out... That Amazing Spider-Man 32 or Amazing Spider-Man 41, I have looked through them, but I don't particularly do it that often. So like, I it was like, oh look, I do still own these that are in a box, <laughs> uh, in a box in my wardrobe. Like where, like you said, with with a comic in a slab, you might as well just be looking at the art, the cover art, and you can print the print the cover art yeah. and put that in a frame. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. Ah, but it's not the same. What if you have a crappy printer? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've got an interesting question to pose to you, and maybe it'd be an interesting one for Dr. Von Hoot to uh, think about if he hasn't already answered this previously. Um, have you ever bought an action figure that you've been disappointed with afterwards for any reason? Ooh, that's a good question. I have one in mind, you see, so... What, why, what was yours? Um, a couple of years back, when my brother was small, I was trying to get Christmas. Pre I was trying to do the Christmas present run thing. I had a lot of money, and I was in college. You know, I had a lot of disposable in disposable income, and um, for the first time ever in my life, and uh, I saw in Toys R Us on sale was a bunch of Duke Nukem action figures from Spawn, and I knew at the, even at the, even then I knew that Spawn were action figures that you didn't take out of boxes, not because of the art, because they fell apart. But I thought Duke Nukem. He is, these figurines were huge, you know, bulky. I thought they can't possibly break. Uh, where was I? 
So yeah, so um, about Duke Nukem being massive. Yeah, yeah. So Duke Nukem is massive. No, um, I yeah. So I'd see I'd seen these toys on sale, and I know that Spawn's, uh, Spawn company, uh, McFarlane Toys, is action figures. Usually, you don't take them out of the packaging, and if you do, you you set them up and you leave them where they are. But I thought Duke Nukem is pretty cool. You know, they're pretty sturdy figurines. They can't possibly break. Oh boy, did they break! They broke in the places you wouldn't expect them to broke. They break. They, these big, <laughs> big sockets. These big muscular arms come out of sockets. Elbows came off easily, and I was like, "How?" I gave them to my brother, and he liked action action figures, but he knew when to take care of things. You know, he could play, he would be rough and ready with his his cheap toys, but he'd be careful with the cool action figures. And elbows came off, arms came off, heads came off, and I was like, "What?" You know. So that was that was a big disappointment. They were on sale, fortunately, but I still spent a lot of money because I bought two of each. Um, it was a real shame because they were really cool looking as well. So we put out like a little uh, like a poll on our on our Instagram and stuff, and the whole do you keep things in the box or do you open them or or is it both? And and asked for examples. We got a couple. So one guy says. Uh, Keep it in the box to sell it sealed. Unbox it to play and display. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of self-explanatory. Smart. Yes, yeah. but okay. Uh, another guy, Chris, that I work with, he says, usually keep my high-end action figures like Sideshow Collectibles and Hot Toys in their boxes. Uh, which is a shame because they are so detailed. You want to like look around them. Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, anyway. He says the boxes are always well made, and keeping the figures boxed takes up less space. Well, I don't know about that. No, I disagree. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're going to keep the box anyway, then yes, keeping the toy in the box will take up less space. I guess. So I guess with the first one about like buying, keep for selling, keep unsealed, that might be a case of you know going to the toy shop and seeing one of the chase figures. Mm-hmm. That yeah. you don't necessarily want, but you know that if you buy it now, like a year's time, you can sell it for big money. Big money compared to what you paid for it, you know. As someone looking for that Moon Knight figure that I missed, <laughs> <laughs> not not bitter about that one at all, are you? No. So if anyone sees that Moon Knight figure or has that Moon Knight, take figure a picture of it and, and tease to... Ricky relentlessly, please. Or you can send it to us at what's your address, Adam? Um. Ricky Weber, ninety. I don't know. I can't remember what your house number is. No, your address. Um, forty-one is it? Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Just like that guy <laughs> that asked me. I I randomly random story just remind me. I was walking home from the shop yesterday, and this guy with a beer can in his hand asked me to, um, sign a petition to get a park, kids playing uh, playground built at the end of my street where those riots were. And I was like, sure. I'm gonna randomly sign this with my real name. <laughs> <laughs> what did you sign it as? Oh, I just gave him doctor's handwriting. I was I did to oh, have nice. two hands full of shopping, so I had an excuse. And then I tried to make my <laughs> signature the least like my signature ever, just in case he's actually trying to steal my mail or something. Because I would not be uh, surprised. I was, I was gonna say I would not be disappointed then. I would not be surprised. Anyone got any more points? Uh, one. Th- uh. A lot like I, I back when I when lockdown first started, I realized I was a grown up. I had the internet, and I could buy instead of looking at porn like all grown 
grown-ups, I could buy all the stuff I wanted to buy when I was a kid, so I started collecting the Jurassic Park trading cards, which are outrageously good and still worth all That's the money. way spent. better than porn. Exactly. Because <laughs> porn you get bored of after you're done, but these Jurassic Park trading what? cards just... <laughs> I know one guy who finished Pornhub twice. Um, <laughs> he, got, he got all the achievements. <laughs> uh, he platinum Pornhub. Um, Jamie Shreve. It was one of his stand-up jokes. Yeah, uh, when I was a kid, when I was living uh, living in Slackley, there were these little, there was a news agent, and there were these little blister pack toys, kind of like the Lego minifigs. And I didn't know what they were. I just knew I liked them. And they were like, um, they were like the Mighty Max figurines, they, or the like the Polly Pockets. They bent the the hips only. Uh, I'm, no, and I think they had ball joints for the shoulders too. And they were road maniacs, like maniac stylized, like M A N I A X. And I googled them, and I was sure they existed. I'm sure I just didn't. It wasn't just something I made up in my head. They do exist. They were actually part of the Hot Wheels brand, and I didn't realize. And I, I'm thinking I might start collecting some of those because they were um, they're all like Mad Max Hot Wheels stuff, but instead of just being the race cars, they were um, action figures you put in race cars as well, and you had play sets to play with, you know, like um, like a destroyed Statue of Liberty and uh, a helicopter gunship and stuff. And I was like. That might be my next grown-up purchase, is a bunch of toys from the 90s. A line of toys I would buy, um, and I sent Mark photos of them, because I guessed he would like them as well, but they are way too expensive (laughs) for a casual purchase, are those TMNT Cross with Power Rangers. Oh, yeah, they look cool. Yeah. From the comic shop, guys, if uh, you're listening and you want to pick any of them up and you live in Swansea, go to the comic shop. Simon's got, I think, the entire collection. And then it'll stop yeah. being is stopping temptation for us as well. So you'd be doing us a favour. Almost fifty pound for a two pack, isn't it? Yeah. Which I mm. guess works out for about twenty five pound a figure. But when you buying them at what, <laughs> buying two at once without meaning to, it's like. Oh, you know, I've just realised the theme song for that cartoon or live action show would be the best one ever. Go go Turtle Rangers. Yeah, or something. I don't know. It'd just be really cool. It's got to be real. I mean, turtle, the it turtle prob- song. It probably exists. Yes. Somewhere. Like looking around my room now. Do you know what you know? What I'm really into. No. Uh, these sprue kits. Oh, sprue kits. Yeah, like it's it's great because I like built. Okay, so anyone who doesn't know, sprue kits are just like they're like classic models, but they're all in the colours that it should be, and they just clip together. So you don't need to you don't need to glue. You don't need to paint. Obviously, you can paint if you want it to make it look that extra cool, but I cannot be bothered. <laughs> but I've got a a Buzz and Woody from Toy Story. We're talking about sex toys again. Yep. <laughs> the good thing about these is because it's a toy of toys, so they look perfect. Uh, so I've got them on my desk. They're, they're sweet. But then I also bought a Batman, an Arkham... I think it's Arkham Asylum Batman. Which I'm yet to do, but I'm looking forward to that. But I've been looking at these like really high end ones, and they do these like metal ones. Yeah. They've all got like you know lights and electronics on the inside, and they're like a couple of hundred. But I I need them. <laughs> they look so cool. Yeah, they got some really gnarly ones. They got the Batman eighty uh, nine ones. They got the Halo sets. Yeah, yeah, the Halo one I, I want to get next. You know how I am with Halo figures. I got to buy it and keep it in the box. <laughs> in your mother's house. In my mother's house, yeah. <laughs> 
I, I saw the funniest thing ever. Ricky and I, uh, Ricky more so collects obviously a lot of Warhammer stuff, and I've got quite a few, and it comes on Sprue, of course, as well. And uh, I googled, uh, I googled this earlier. Um, bunch of um, people had used the leftover pieces of the Sprue, not not the like. Uh, not just like the little leftover pieces, like an extra gun or an extra head. Not like the extra pieces, all all the the frame ones. Yeah, and they made yeah. them into the little soldiers, so they look like basically wireframe <laughs> space marines. And they've used the weird bits of sprue that look like guns for guns, or uh, oh, <laughs> or nice. battering rams or swords or stuff. And I just thought it was kind of that's inventive. Well, my friend Matt uses them for basing material. Yeah. So like you cut up no the frame into like uh little, little little rectangles which are basically the right so put them the right scale for like brickwork and stuff mm. so like you can make put them on the bases then and paint them to make it look like either a cobbled road or a wall that's fallen over or something mm. like that mm. and it, cool. it looks pretty cool just looking at the buzz light year one he looks like a 1920s movie star with red lips I will not hear a bad word about Buzz Lightyear in any form. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> okay, so I got one more question. So for for all of us, what is your most valued toy? And I don't know, it, and it could be either you know personal to you or money wise mm. or both. I'm 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 trying to think. I've got a lot of them out in front of me, but I can't really not like literally on my desk, but just like around the house. Rick? I like you know, I've got um You're gonna make Ricky melt down though. I know you are, actually. But like I've got my first wrestling figure. So my first wrestling figure I bought out of um money that I got from Halloween when you know back <laughs> in around day scaring when we used children to get money making money. Sweets. Yeah. So you'd go to someone's house and say Happy Halloween, and they'd go, "Here's twenty p now, go away." Yeah. <laughs> like so, it's got sentimental value for that reason. Yeah. But like a lot of the wrestlers that are in that collection, um, they turned out to be quite problematic. So it's uh, <laughs> you know, racist Terry, also known as Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I I never saw that variant figure. <laughs> It's it's the so, main variant it seems actually as well we all we all didn't know so like yeah I've got it's a Hulk Hogan that I had from a kid but the thing is even though for completionist's sake I I buy them but I tend to hide no anyone who's pr- quite problematic so you've got <laughs> Hulk Hogan he's put him in the back <laughs> he's hidden in the back <laughs> so like and Jimmy Snooker you know. You I thought you were going to say something else then. I didn't know, they did, know they did action figures of him. <laughs> um, so he's hidden at the back. Uh, the one that you, I think Adam's thinking of, he wasn't in that line because he came later on. <laughs> but like, yeah, so like a lot of those guys are like problematic. So hmm. I don't know. There's a Bret Hart one that is always at the front. Whenever I set them up, there's a Bret Hart that I always put at the front. And he's in really good condition. So like I must have got him towards, uh, towards the end of when I was actually playing with them, because like I I played with my fing- figures, <laughs> so like <laughs> played with um, my fingers. So like you know, <laughs> some of the actions are broken, some of the like 
racist Terry's missing a finger <laughs> and stuff like that. But this breath is in really good condition. And when when I first pulled them all back out the other uh, couple of years ago, and I put up a photo of them, I even had someone who's also collecting them who's our age, and he went, "Would you sell me that? Because that looks in tip top condition and everything." So I'm guessing it would be that. Other than that, I don't know. I've got it, there's Hulk's that I really like. Uh, value wise, um, the most expensive I've paid for would probably be the. Solid snake because I think I paid about eighty quid for that. Mm. Sentimental, I'll go with Bret Hart because of racist Terry isn't. I don't like him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Adam? Well, I was just I was just trying to rack my brain. These these aren't valuable. Um, but I just I like the build. I've gotten back into the series as well because I'm playing it online. Uh, Star Trek, uh, Eagle Moss sets. They're literally just those ones. You obviously mail order. Ironically as well, you know when you mail order stuff, they will bombard you and they will keep taking money. I missed one payment. This was when I was still being paid weekly. Um, I missed one payment and they stopped. They knew how addicted I was to those <laughs> ships. And they actually, <laughs> for the first time ever, instead of bombarding me and just keeping taking the money out of my bank account and not sending me the ships, they stopped sending me the ships. And I had no money to be able to regularly to do it. And I was like, this is probably a good thing. But man, I mourn the loss of those things because I could have been having, I don't know, some some really weird nonsense Suliban ship or something okay. like that. <laughs> a kiss on escape trap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, but I some of them are great. I mean, I got the uh, I got the Enterprise um, refit, the classic Enterprise refit. I've got the Galaxy class um, uh, Enterprise from TNG. I've got a Borg Sphere. Um, these are only they they're not very valuable. You know, they probably sell. I know some people try and hawk them for a lot more online. But they're a dime a dozen. I just like the builds. And some of them are die cast. Some of them are mixed with plastic and metal. They're pretty heavy. They break easily. But I just, I, I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm playing Star Trek online at the moment. And they just, it's, uh, it's a, you know, it's a way of getting really close to the, the actual ships. And I like the TNG <laughs> Enterprise. I've got Voyager, which is bitching. Uh, I got a, a couple of, um, Klingon, uh, battle, uh, light battle cruisers. I've got the Romulan. Uh, heavy battle cruiser. Trust me, as someone who ended up buying a b over a hundred of the Marvel classic figurine collection from Eagle Moss, they did you a favor. I know. Like, they cool on the shelf for a while, and then it's like, look at that. I can't put them anywhere. I got too many of them. Worth of models. Yeah, I got too many and of them. I I sold them during lockdown. I had to send like fifty of them to Spain. I've seen them too many times online. I don't think I could sell them for any profit at all. I just well, I, lo in a box I, I lost now. definitely lost on them. Like I think I ended up selling them. Like you buy them for about six quid a model, and yeah. I I probably averaged about two quid a model when I sold them. I would say though it's probably with ro those little road maniacs I said about before. I would if I came into fair, you know, with you know, a lot of disposable income, it wouldn't be. Uh, we were talking about this about a board game the other day. If I had enough money for other things as well, I'd probably complete that Star Trek collection. Of course, then Eagle Moss would prick up the ears and go, "Ah, somebody's bought the entire collection. We better put out more again. Let's pin this one green." <laughs> so yeah. What about you then, Mark? Is it Malcolm Falcon? <laughs> Malcolm Falcon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was that? The Week by week, Millennium Falcon. I started. Yeah. That's still under my desk right now. I'm kicking it <laughs> right now. I think for me, the action figures that I'm most fond of are 
I've got a talking Jay and Silent Bob yeah. from like 1998. I didn't buy it in 98. I got them off eBay. But yeah, I, I got them. They're from uh, maybe, I don't know which movie, but they're from this company called Graffiti Designs. They're just sort of like cartoony, stylized versions of Jay and Silent Bob. But I love that they they are both talking figures. Right. So you, you push a button in the back of Jay and he says a bunch of his his quotes and stuff. Push the button in the back of Silent Bob. Nothing. Because <laughs> he's Silent Bob. I've got those figures. Do you yeah. proudly display Walt Flanagan's dog? Uh, I don't have. Oh, with the with the boner. Yeah. I don't know where it. I don't know where that is actually. <laughs> but yeah, I I've had them for for ages, and they've always been like front and center on my desk. That I'm looking at them now. They're still in bubble wrap. I haven't I haven't even stood them up. Um, but yeah, they're they're probably like my, you know, ones that I'm most fond of. I think I've got uh I've got copies of them. Also, I got them off eBay, but they're signed by by Kevin Smith and Jay. Mm. But like the ones that are probably worth the most that I've got, uh, it's, it's probably my Comic Con Lego figures, because I've got all of them from 2017 onwards. Yeah. Um, and they and some of them go for about seven hundred on eBay. It's ridiculous. And they are proper collectible as well, aren't they? I don't know. I don't know wh- which ones I've probably paid the most for. I know I've recently just bought a Comic Con Doctor Zoidberg from I think 2007 hmm. and that was $98 is it, it was a it was a bargain I was look I was looking at him because I, I was talking with Dan right and and I was talking about his future armor figures and I was like yeah that that Dr. Zoidberg it's a mating season Dr. Zoidberg so he's got the angry face and the and the <laughs> fin going across the back yeah. and I was talking to him about that and I was like oh man it's just super sweet and then, and then it just I had to have a look for one on eBay, and for about a week or two, I couldn't find any that were like cheaper than two hundred dollars. Mm. And I was like, I, I can't, I can't do that. But then I found one that was like ninety eight dollars, and it's like re- it's really good condition, still in the box, unopened. And I was like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. But the, the the thing was, it ended at four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> four o'clock on a Monday morning, right? So I was like, ah. Uh, I'll keep an eye on it before I go to bed. I set an alarm and then I woke up. Because <laughs> the thing is, I was fully expecting this to, to skyrocket to, you know, $200. And I it was still on 98. There was only one bid. And I was like, oh, okay. This was four o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I'll put a bid. If someone outbids me, it was never meant to be. If not, I've got this at a bargain. So yeah, I got it at a bargain. It was It was crazy. There wasn't even... You know when you like battle someone on eBay in the last like sixty seconds? Yeah. yeah. There was none of that. I guess because it was four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I got it again. It's sitting at my mum's house. <laughs> did you? Because uh, you didn't get the battle uh, online. Did you then just go pick a fight with somebody? Yeah, yeah. I went and uh, kicked an old lady. Ah, yeah. There you go. And I felt much better. I. I would. I would understand why. Yeah. Old ladies just asking for it sometimes. Yeah, they do. I'm joking, of course. Oh, I tell you what, I've just spotted something in my eye line. Um, I don't know if it counts as being most expensive, because it wasn't exactly expensive. Well, then no, obviously. <laughs> but the I that. did have to travel all the way to um to New Jersey to get it. So 
technically, or if you count all of the travelling, no, uh, but think... my buddy Christ, uh, which sits oh, on my desk. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Which sits on my desk, pointing at me, to the point where I think someone saw it and went, I didn't know you were religious. No, I'm not. <laughs> I've heard that a lot, though, as well. I've seen a lot of people who have bought, um, bought the buddy Christ, and then they have it for genuine... Uh, for her, uh, because they believe it's actually just a normal, um, Gen- genuine Christ. religious reasons. Yeah, I've also seen the same thing with um, with the picture of um, Ewan McGregor as as Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> it took me way too long with this buddy Christ to realize that he's got the stigmata. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's like dots on his wrists and his and on the back of his hands, and it's like. It took me way too long to realise what they were. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you on the hunt for now? Me? Or is it just what catches your eye? Both of the whatever's if I can get a really super 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 cheap um, Hot Toys Robocop from nineteen eighty seven. If not, I'll just settle <laughs> on um, or maybe some of those Road Maniacs action figures. Well, right now I still want to get one of those um, the Sprue Kit. Uh, deluxe version Iron Man and Rescue with the metal metal pieces and electronics yeah. and it's <laughs> a lot so no time soon I don't think they got an Iron Spider as well Shh, looks beautiful I can I'm just picturing it I should Google what about oh hang on what what about you what are you on the lookout for more wrestling more figures. wrestlers I guess yeah well I I know where I can go to get them in the retro stash so of those I think the next one I want to pick up is uh, Corner Crush. It's uh, when Crush came back as a goodie in like the early 90s. I'm not in a rush. I'm just picking them up as and when kind of thing. Uh, the one I actually want probably and I've been keeping an eye out for is that Moon Knight figure that I showed you. The Mar- Marvel Legends Moon Knight. I think I'm more likely to get a Marvel Legends Marvel Studios Moon Knight rather than the one I actually want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm more likely to get one of Moon Knight, but the mask is off and it's just Oscar Isaac looking really confused. <laughs> Could you yeah, spray so, paint Poe Dameron white? Or, like, um, spoilers, you've seen last week's episodes, right? Yes. Or, I could just convert a Skeletor like Mark did. <laughs> did he? Yeah, no, that figure of Moon Knight is a Skeletor figure. Is it? Ah, yeah. nice. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, yeah, I could do that instead. You say spoiler, though, that's the least spoilery of anything you're going to say about that episode. Anybody not I know, I was going to say go... something else about where you see that. Ah, you didn't but... need to. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't spoiler need to. Spoiler alert, no spoilers. I, I... <laughs> okay, who wants to do the outro? Adam? Or I'll Zena's do some of it. You can do, all the, you can do all the linky stuff. I'll just say what episode it was and thank you. Yeah, you do it better than us, Ricky. Yeah, Ricky. Um, <laughs> he's trying to do that thing where oh go get it we'll time you <laughs> uh, so that was episode 19 of the Justice League podcast I've been Adam I've been Mint in the Box and I've been loose with my arm hanging off Ricky <laughs> I feel like I should have done something now this is why you do it better Ricky Adam's <laughs> head is so big it has to go in a separate box or it comes as a separate accessory. Uh, Adam's head is so big, it's not included. Adam's head is so big, it comes as a builder kit figure. Adam's head is so big, if you buy one action figure, it counts as a two-pack. Yeah. <laughs>
Okay. Um, so, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Just This League Podcast. Um, you can find us on Instagram, uh, Just This League Po, and Twitters, which we barely ever use, on Just This League Po. Send us uh, your photos of your collections. We'll put up some collections. Photos of ours, I'm guessing Mark's will just be boxes of, a uh, stack of boxes. <laughs> I'll get my mum to send some pictures. With messages and, um, saying, please pick these up, please. You can see if you can spot all the problematic wrestlers in my brand new wrestling ring. <laughs> <laughs> my brand new 30-year-old wrestling ring. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, we'll be back soon. We, we recorded soon? twice in one month, guys. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be back soon. Uh until then, Adam's head is so big, batteries not included. <laughs> that just sounded like a random film reference at the end then. <laughs> I thought that's what we were going with. <laughs> Adam's head so big, Robocop nineteen eighty seven. So I've just had a I just had a message from uh, Doctor Von Hoot because one thing I remember about him is his love of the Transformers, the movie, right, from the 80s. Yeah. And that he has multiple copies of this DVD. And I just I just asked him before we started, quick question, how many copies do you own now? He has 15 different copies of it. That's almost like my collection of Duke Nukem 3D. Purely because there might be something different on the front cover. Even the slightest little thing in the corner, got to get that. Obsessed much, Doug? <laughs> I thought my like four copies of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World was quite bad. <laughs> no, amateur. It hasn't been out has- half as long as the tr- the Transformers the movie though, Ricky. So give it time. No, I've stopped buying physical DVDs and stuff. I haven't. I never watch them. So. Alright, that's it. Cool. Good talk. We're done. Bye. Bye. <laughs>